live on a Thursday. We are, well, we are the Ranger Things Have Happened podcast. Uh, I am your host, Ricky Diffendale. And uh, as you can see, I'm flying solo tonight. I got my main man, my buddy Bill in the background. Bill, how are you? I'm wonderful, Ricky. I really got to get a webcam just for when everyone cancels on us. Yeah, so you plan a show uh, early in the week. You say, hey, what what night works best for you guys? And the Rangers aren't playing. Thursday sounds good. And then, you know, 10 minutes prior, people bail. So what can you do? So, yeah, you definitely need a webcam, not only uh, for these situations, just and also just because, you know, you're a handsome guy and we deserve to see your face. Oh, you're too kind. Sorry if you hear a fire truck in the background. It's okay. It's, I mean, it's probably Andrew uh, on his way to save all the lives of the city, and that's why he's not here tonight. Uh, we are... As always, brought to you by Johnny C's Tees, uh, quality man, quality product for all your swag needs, hats, t-shirts, he's got them all, and yeah, he does stitching now. So I'll give them a follow on uh, Instagram or Twitter or whatever he's got out there, but Johnny C's Tees brings you the Ranger Things Have Happened podcast, and what the Rangers bring us is just unbridled joy nowadays. I think back, Bill, remember a few weeks ago when the season started, and we started with a monologue? Oh, yeah, that was fun. And I told people not to jump. Don't jump. Because it was three games into the season, and uh, people were ready to jump. And they needed some talking to, which I did. And there's plenty of people out there that did the same thing. And here we are, 20 games into the season. The Rangers have won eight of nine games. Uh, Oh, my God. It's just been so fantastic to watch happen. Uh, It's nice to put the game on and... Every night, you just feel like they're going to win. And a major part of that is their goaltender, the goaltending they're getting from Igor Shesterkin. As I told you before we came on the air, it's his city. We're just living in it. I think he uh, has solidified himself as the next star in this city, really stepping in to Henrik Lundqvist's shoes uh, figuratively. But um, mm-hmm. it's just fantastic to see. Uh, I know when the Islanders get healthy, uh, his buddy Sorokin plays for them, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this rivalry between the two Russians. Uh, not in the city, because the Islanders will never be a city team, but I just such good vibes uh, surrounding the team and surrounding Igor, and you love to see it. What I hated to see, though, last night was at the end of the game, everyone's congratulating him. The backup goaltender, Alexander Georgiev, uh, I don't know what you call it, but I would call it a snub. Because normally, as the backup, uh, you want your teammates to succeed. You're, you know, you're part of the team. You could be frustrated that you're not playing. Bill, have you ever played on a team? I know the answer to this question. Where uh, there were players that were better than you. Yes, it's it's every day in, in every, every team I've ever played on, <laughs> myself included. Um, uh, but you don't. No, I'm I'm very happy when my team wins, regardless of who's out on the field. I mean, yeah. But I, that's what I mean. Like, I understand yeah. like playing time, and people sometimes yeah. people want to play. Uh, you feel like you have the you're, you're a pro. You feel like you have the ability. Uh, but the writing is on the wall here. You know, for now, you're a New York Ranger, so you can't like. If it was something in the locker room, what we can't see, it's fine. But like right on my television screen, I saw it right away. Instead of like a big handshake and a hug or like a helmet tap, he basically put out his hand. Gave him a, a tiny little pound, stone-faced, and immediately turned around. Gave didn't him hug him, didn't smile, didn't do anything. And it really rubbed me the wrong way. Greeting. It was just, it was rude. 
Maybe and I, I was this is, and this is just a dumb Islanders casual Islanders fan talking. Um, I watched the game last week. Obviously, Shosturkin was was like lights. I know it was the Islanders, you know, like C squad, but like there were some opportunities that should have been back of the net, and he was like he was making moves that uh, were just ridiculous. So because he's fantastic, because he's fantastic, and wasn't it Gorg- Gorgiev was the other one that like he would just always was great against the Islanders? I guess that's kind of that's correct. That's kind of gone now. So. I can maybe understand his frustration that he's like, well, shit, now I don't have, like, now I just don't have a place. Um, now I'm really just a backup, not like the, you know, like, kind of specialty guy if we want to be. You can be frustrated, but you can't show it. Yeah. Because people are going to call you out on it, myself included. And I was happy to, like, other people noticed it and people were talking about it. And they agreed. Like, be a pro. You're getting paid still. I know you don't want to be on the bench, but you know what? I don't think he's going to be here very long. And uh, I'm hoping that, you know, people the team noticed that kind of behavior. I just, I didn't, I didn't like it. Um, you got to be there for your team while you're on the team. And uh, he had some problems with the teammate last year too. And uh, you know, everybody took his side and attacked the other guy. And then he was shipped out. So I don't know. I think his days are numbered here. And I, I I drive him to the airport after, after that. I don't like it. Like I said, it's Igor city. So you treat him with respect. He is the chosen one. And, uh, Sorry, Georgie, but, you know, you had your chance. You never really popped as the starter, except for against the Islanders. But, you know, they only play the Islanders so many times a year. And now, I don't want them on the ice at all. So, it was that. That rubbed me the wrong way. So, here we are, uh, finding things to complain about after winning 8 of 9 and being really successful. But that's what we do as fans. Uh, Dryden Hunt has been a very pleasant surprise to me. Uh, I'll be honest, when they signed him in the summer, my initial reaction was, ooh. Never heard of him before, but uh, he's he's played hard the whole year, and through circumstances and injuries, he finds himself on a line with two great players in Panarin and Strom, and he's producing goals. He was, however, penalized a five-minute major last night uh, for for boarding, hitting someone from behind. And uh, I got to be honest, when I when I first saw it, I thought, okay, that's a penalty, two minutes. Not only did they give him a major, but they kicked him out of the game. And uh, I think a lot of people were shocked. I think Sam and Joe. We're also shocked, and it's hard for me to be impartial because obviously right. it's, it's hard to be objective as a Ranger fan, but I really didn't think it was as malicious as some other things you see. <clears throat> and when we bring our guest on, you know, she tweeted last night that literally Sidney Crosby, with two hands, grabbed the guy by the shoulders and whipped him backwards into the board. There was no penalty on the play. Uh, that, that's like a premeditated, I'm going to grab you and throw you and try and hurt you kind of thing. But because he's Sidney Crosby, nothing happens. Dryden Hunt, who scored a goal last night again, uh, is kicked out of the game. And they called up Morgan Barron from Hartford. So it, it's leading some people to believe that maybe there might be a suspension coming. I just think it's all overkill. The guy he hit did bleed from the eye. And I think that didn't help. But yeah. I didn't think he was he was trying to hurt him. So we'll see. We'll see if this weekend Dryden Hunt gets the play or if he'll be suspended. And um, my, my last thought that I had written down was that Capo Caco is white hot it's just so great to see start it's so slow of a start and people start to get frustrated because because expectations are super high a high draft pick the number two pick overall he hasn't quite popped yet and i think we're starting to see the beginning of that pop i think he's got seven or eight points in the past seven games um he looks great on the ice he looks confident and that's all we've ever wanted to see from him and i think we forget that he's young what is it 21 22 it's they're, they're kids. You know, I'm going to be 37 next week. It's crazy. Um, so 
all good things, except for the Gior Give thing, all good things with the Rangers. And um, I wish I had other people to talk about. So why don't we, uh, why don't we bring someone on, Bill, that I could talk about all this with. Uh, we have a, a special guest tonight, a repeat guest. She was on with us last season. Um, she, we, we have this connection because we both were finalists for the CFO position with the Rangers. Um, so that's kind of how we were brought together. And then of course the Twitterverse with the Rangers, but Natalina or lean as she likes to go by joins us on the range or joins us, joins me on the Ranger things have happened podcast. I think we have her here. She comes there. She is lean. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm, I'm great. I'm glad you're here. I'm all by myself. As you can see, very, uh, very different world from the last time you were on. I think there were like six of us. <laughs> no worries. This is crazy. I don't know. Were you, were you listening to anything I was just saying? I was in the waiting room, so I couldn't hear it. Okay, so first of all, how's life? How's your family? How's everything? Everything's good. Everything is. Uh, it's been a good start to the year so far. To the school year, I should say. My years start in September. So okay. yeah, it's it's hard. It's going. Is it going fast for you? I feel like it's going really fast. It's like crazy yeah i can't believe we have like only a couple weeks till christmas my goodness i will take it with a smile (laughs) i agree so um this is just it's fantastic you think about where we've been so far this year um earlier in the season with people completely on the ledge after three games which i never really understood but here we are now and the good times are rolling so just what are your general thoughts around the team what are your feelings um, well, I can't say that I'm surprised, um, because I did tweet it back when everyone was freaking out. I said, you know, call me crazy, but I think the Rangers are going to be good this year. Um, I don't know. I just think it's, first of all, you have to remember that like the Rangers weren't ever bad. Um, they just weren't, you know, who we were so spoiled to have watched for so many years before they kind of fell off for a little bit. So I felt like it's kind of funny when you're like shocked that the Rangers are good. Everyone's like, are the Rangers good? I'm like, they're, they're usually still, they're good. They're still asking. They're still asking that question. The answer yeah. is yes. Yeah, the answer is absolutely 100% yes. Um, they're one of the best teams in the league on paper. And I think that they always have been for for a really long time. It was always, you'd see them on paper and you'd be like, who are these other teams? Like, who do the Boston Bruins have beside their perfection line? Who does this team have that, like, how do these teams compete? And then you look at our team and, like, there's, like, a couple guys that you're like, eh. And then on paper, it's like, every other guy's supposed to be good. Supposed to be good. We got a star over here. We got this. So it was just about clicking. I think it honestly had a lot to do with coaching. I think we have a winning coach. I think Gallant has showed that we find ways to win games. Like, I don't know that Bruins game um, on Black Friday. I would have been, I'm done. I'm over it. I'm leaving. Shut the TV off. Like, me, me my dad, my brother, like, we were just chilling. Like, okay, like, it's one, we're down by one. And then we came back. I'm like, okay. And then we're down again. We're like, okay. like, there's just some type of, it's like, they're never out of it. And I feel like that's Agreed. the biggest thing with a Gallant team is that no matter what, they're just never out of it. Because there have been times where, like, a one nothing lead just seems insurmountable. And you don't get that feeling anymore. You always get the feeling that something's, something's going to happen this year in these games. Yeah, and I feel like, too, it's funny because they're, like, a team now that when – they're a team that we used to play against and be like, how are we not coming back on this team? We'd be losing by one nothing and doing, you know, whatever we had to do or down by 3-1, and we just couldn't find – a hole we couldn't find a way back in the game no matter how we were playing and just watching them play again yesterday against the Flyers like 
that's what happens now when you go down against us by a goal or two like you're not coming back at least we're not making it easy for you you know it's like i think the stat i read was like every time they score more than one goal a game they automatically have won this season it's, it's, it's a crazy stat like scoring two goals it's they're tough to beat yeah or they've like lost I, once in overtime or something like that it's yeah absolutely i think a lot of it also has to do with obviously the insane I have Shesterkin where it's like he's not going to let in more than one goal or, you know, if he is, they kind of rally around him. So I just think it's all clicking. And I think a lot of it has to do with the coach. I, I don't know what he does with them because I don't, I don't Never, know. I don't keep doing it. But whatever it is, got to keep doing it. And to be honest, the guys that we picked up that people were questioning and me being one of them, you know, with guys like Dryden Hunt, just guys that we didn't know, guys that you're like, oh, your big move was Dryden Hunt. I'll take Dryden Hunt in the playoffs any Look at us now. day of the week. And yeah, and I'll take him any day of the week. You need those types of players. You're not you're not going to A in the NHL, you're not gonna have a team full of Panarins. You know, this isn't the MLB where you could just start signing guys like the Mets have been doing, which love it. Love that too. But um but you know, you gotta have role players, and I think that the Rangers have finally found their guys, their role players, their guys like Reeves. And they're guys like Hunt and they're guys like Kevin Rooney who are there doing exactly why what they're supposed to be doing while they're there. Am I am I selfish? That like I don't know why. It shouldn't bother me, but it bothers me that Igor doesn't get shutouts at like the clip I feel like he should. Like there's always the one goal that squeaks by. Like last night, he's going to cover the puck and the stick just tips it in. <laughs> it, just, it, it it grinds my gears a little bit because the guy across town gets the shutouts at Sorokin and I hate it because people will, will always compare them, uh, but he gets the win. So I guess that's really what matters. I guess I am being selfish. I mean, I guess of course, I, I mean, if for, for our standpoint, you want him, you know, to get those shutouts for himself. But I think the biggest thing with him, especially still is such a young, we forget how young he really is. If, as long as it's not, you know, messing up his confidence, which I don't think it is at all. I think he's just gaining more and more confidence. Um, then I, I guess, we we won it all, but if we take win. I'll take the win. I'll take the wins and a, a goal against Shostak in every game than uh, what Sorokin's doing over there with the Islanders. So, I just I just know that there's like there's kids out there that are just getting into hockey, and they're gonna grow up with Shostak the way that we kind of came of age with Lundqvist, and it's like the cycle's repeating itself, and it just it warms my heart to be honest. It's just we're very luck we're very blessed with our goaltending. I mean, we I we really are to go from a guy like Hank, who was you know one of the best in the league for so long, cup or no cup, I really don't care. You could say whatever you want. Um, he won a gold medal. You know, yeah, and and fans of hockey, not those Devils and Islanders fans that just want to kind of like get under your skin and whatever. A genuine fan of hockey knows Lundqvist. You know, he's a Hall of Famer. He's who he is. You know, for years and years and years, we just grew up like that, and it was always just like Rangers had a chance. You know, and I feel like that's the same way with. Shesterkin that he just gives them a chance and they they play confident in front of him and you know the Rangers are known for those little lapses in judgment where they give up that goal here and there they give up that breakaway here and there that opportunity here and there that Shesterkin's 99% of the time going to stop so um, I'm really excited about him and I think too people forgot like this is how good he was supposed to be Mm -hmm. Um, like his numbers coming over to the NHL when he started backing up Lundqvist like he was this good 
Um, I just think he didn't really get to showcase it right away just because the year was weird and he was playing a backup role and all this. And he was, then he was split in time with Georgie and just all that stuff. But now that he's the one, he's the guy, this is exactly who he was as advertised, if not better. And then he was starting to roll and then the pandemic happened and the season got cut off. So it's just, but it's a beautiful thing to see. It is. He deserves it. And that little comment he made yesterday about wanting to cry when, you know, the, the chance we're going, you know, you just love a guy like that. And I think that's the, another big thing with this team. Like you see them and they, they physically on their faces, love each other, love the fans and, and playing at MSG and being Rangers. And then their confidence is just growing. Like you see guys, like just those little clips that the Rangers Twitter will tweet out, like of Lafreniere, like, making funny comments and jokes like as they're coming out like that kid's brand new he's a young basically like you know he's a rookie and he is a leader of the team already especially when you already got got guys on this team and you have six alternate captains you have enough leaders where the young guys don't have to take on that role but they want to because they like it and they they feel that confidence so like and you see guys like kako like a confident Kako versus, a, no offense, but a Kako playing against, uh, for David Quinn, two completely different players. And, and in the vein of like the team getting along, did you see what happened at the end of the game last night with Georgiev and Shesterkin? So I didn't physically see it, but my dad, I like turned my head on the TV and then my dad literally looked at me and said, that was weird. Did you see like Georgie looked a little, and then I saw it obviously a little bit on Twitter and I was like, I don't know. I guess I guess when the team when there's nothing to com- not complain about, but when there's nothing like going on, there's no drama. I think we're so used to the drama of this current Rangers team with all this stuff going on that you kind of look for something. But I mean, you have to remember Georgie played really well for us when he was, you know, when he was called on and this year he's obviously not and he talked about it and you know, he he's very open with the inconsistency of not being the number one guy has affected him. Um Obviously, it, that doesn't mean that he's going to take the number one spot then over Shesterkin to appease him. But, you know, you don't know what's going on. So it's like, as long as no one's, you know, punching anyone behind the scenes, like, you know, the drama we've been kind of used to in the past, then it's, it's like, what are you going to do? He's an athlete. Maybe he's frustrated. Maybe he's a little a little selfish if he's kind of upset that the team's when the team's doing so well. But, again, we don't really know what happened. So. I do. I get the frustration. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not looking for things to complain about nor should we be it just your dad saw it it like it was right in my eye like the clear as day i'm like that's just usually you know a goalie will grab a guy by the shoulder and tap his head and like smile at him he just fist bump stone face turned around got out of there oh my god i get you're frustrated but i mean look what's happening like look at who look what igor's doing you can't you could be mad that this is ha- happening for him and not you be jealous but don't be a better teammate that's all i thought that's all no i i agree for sure i think that you know you can't have one guy not that he's gonna bring the team down but you know if they let him or whatever you know you can't have one guy bringing the team down so and Nothing i, I don't, should upset I don't, this apple cart right now yeah and, and i and i was a strong proponent and i won't ever try to lie and you know or whatever take it back like i love georgie and i think that he deserved a lot better from the fans when he was playing well. I don't think he ever got the recognition, but now he's not, and I don't see him being the backup to Shesterkin, you know, moving forward on a on a playoff, on a cup-contending team. So who do you think of, like, all the new guys, either on the ice or off? Who's had the biggest impact on this team so far this year? The new I faces. Who? What did you say? Of the new faces. Oh, of the new f- I Because I was going to say, the, the guy who's the complete opposite of new, the least new of them all, Chris Kreider. But um, 
I would say new faces. That's, that's hard because like I said, they're really all coming in and playing, you know, this role. But I think I have to give credit, you know, to a guy like Keandre Miller, who I think has been shaky, you know, sometimes on the ice, but I think he's finding his way. And I think it's another thing with confidence. I think that goal that he had that insane highlight reel of a goal, it kind of turned something on in him that I think he's been playing a lot with a lot more confidence, but I think going forward, the guy is going to be Kako. And I just think it's because they've shown Galan shown already that he has no problem throwing him on the first line. And that he has no problem, you know, having him be that third piece of the Strom Panarin magical duo that they are. And I just think with guys like Kreider, guys like Mika, Panarin, Strom, you know, they're the vets of the team. They're going to play their role every night. And when guys like Kako, guys like Lafreniere are going to now start matching that and becoming critical parts of the team, not just like, look at Kako getting a chance up there with Panarin. It's going to be like, Kako's the guy on that line. And that's like a known thing moving forward. I think Kako, you know, has really impressed me and just seeing his confidence and stuff and him smiling. Like, how do you not root for him? Like, he's just... No, we're getting all the things we wanted what, that we didn't get from Quinn. He's not getting buried on the fourth line. He's getting the minutes he deserves. And look what's happening. Yeah. He's starting to pop. I, I think it's, it. it's exciting. I mean, they have a lot of guys. So it's like, I think it's just finally coming together. I think it's funny when you're like, when people are like, they see flashes of a guy like... Julian Gauthier, and they're like, oh my god. And I'm like, no, that's what he's supposed to be. I'm like, we haven't seen it. This um, is the official podcast of Julian Gauthier. This is literally the train, and people better hop on it because we're going fast. You know, we're we're moving along. So I think that, you know, they get a shot, and it's like, you know, what they're finally kind of showing what they're supposed to be. And they're not yeah. in a they're not in like a full-blown pandemic season. They're not in this weird bubble. They're not in a, a shortened yeah. season. Just regular hockey that they get to play. There's now. flow and you're not gluing them to the bench every time they make a little mistake. Yeah, I think that it's just it. we don't know as, you know, I've never personally played any professional sport and most of us, you know, on Wait, you, wait a minute. You haven't? <laughs> I'm I'm not a professional hockey player nor am I a GM. But or or coach or whatever it might be, but I, just as a coach, you know, of young kids, me coaching kids, when they're confident, they're just better. Even if they're not the best, they're going to be better when they feel like you believe in them, and that works for you know the ten year olds and the fifteen year olds that I coach, and it works for you know the twenty one year olds coming over to a completely new country without their families, you know, and thrown into New York City to play at Madison Square Garden in front of thousands nope, of thousands no of, pressure no pressure you know it's 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 crazy a guy like shesterkin even coming in and you know you just got to fill henrik lundquist shoes you know no big deal like not only do you have to be good but you have to build, his personal you know, hero his personal hero <laughs> right oh. it's just it's 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 like me being like i'm you're gonna go out there and replace me a ham i'm like, good luck okay i guess i guess I'll, I'll take that on so it's been exciting did i read that there have been talks between the rangers and your boy Ryan Strom on a new contract. I, there's, there's truth I to that. read I it. I think that they've been reading my tweets and finally have like succumbed to the idea that Strom shall be here for a very long time. I think Strom has is been given the treatment of there's always like one player who everyone wants to replace, but when you ask them, and I think this is really for any team, when you ask them who do you replace them with, they have nobody. They have nobody better. I should say they have. Nobody, they have someone different because, you know, the grass is, is it always greener on the other side? They'll, they'll just start naming guys, this guy, this guy. And I'm like, yeah, but Strom's points are better. 
Strom is this is better. Strom has the connection with Panarin. That's undeniable. You know, all these different things. And then you're like, well, then, okay, like, who are you? Then, you know, I'm all for it. I'm all, I'm open to suggestions. Who is better that's going to replace Strom? And there's no, there's no answer for that. At the price that, you know, I think they could get him at. Also, that's a huge, obviously a huge thing. You can go out and try to sign the next best center in the whole league and pay him $10 million. But the, the Rangers don't really have that, you know, that's that option or really that, it's not necessary when you have a guy like Strom. It's uh, I, I don't like when people say like, oh, well, Strom's only putting up points because he's playing with Panarin. Well, okay. Well, if he stays and they sign him, who's he going to be playing with? Panarin's not like Panarin's going anywhere. Like, what do you mean? That you can, Okay, you can't have one or the other, but you have both. Like, oh, I yeah, mean, what would the Rangers record be without Shesterkin in net? It's just so, I, lo- I love that. he's it's in like, net. He's here. He's playing goalie. Don't tell me what like, it'd be like it, if he it, wasn't. Honestly, it's like saying, you know, Let's trade Girardi because he's only good because he plays on a pair with McDonough. I mean, that's that's he's playing on that a pair with McDonough. Okay. They're Girardi and pair. you know they're Girardi and McDonough, and I won't touch them for as long as until they retire or they you know bleed out on the ice, and I have to replace one of them. You know, I mean, obviously McDonough heartbreaking, you know, in that trade, but you know, it's like it's like, what do you mean he's only good because of this? Like that. That is a, a special thing to have between the two of them. And I think that's something that the Rangers have a lot of. They have a lot of these little bromances around the team that just click. Zabanajad and Kreider click. Panarin and Strom just click. You have guys like uh, Fox and Fox Lindgren, and Lindgren. Right? Yeah, click. exactly. Fox and Lindgren click. You just have these little, you know, even Rooney on that fourth line is starting to click with his guys. It's like, why would you want to mess that up? I don't really... I don't know. I guess it's like I, there are people that are starting to, you know, finally settle down on it. And I get the hype of like when we were kind of refacing the whole team, you want to bring in as many new guys as possible. But it's like you might have the team right here. Of course, yeah. of course, I would assume that, you know, Greg McKegg's not going to be on the, the cup contending team in a year or two. And they just called up Morgan Barron, regardless of if McKegg is on the COVID protocol or not. The Rangers have a lot of guys in their own farm system that that will come through eventually. But right now you have like a very solid playoff contending team. Let me ask you this. So Barron's coming up. Do we think it's because of Goudreau's stitches or might there be some type of ill conceived uh, suspension of Dryden Hunt for a penalty that I don't think warranted a major or a misconduct? I'll give you the boarding last night, but I don't know where they came up with five minutes. I don't know if it was the blood, but I'm scared that he's going to get suspended for that. And I just don't think it's right. Um, I I also had flashbacks of Mark Stahl when Drew took that puck off his face, and thankfully they said he's all right. He got a couple of stitches, but what do you think's going on with that? Um, from what I read about Gallant saying that he said Goudreau's okay, which I I honestly like gasped out loud when I saw that. I could feel it. it was bad, TV, like his so. visor broke. That, that yeah, and so I mean, I'm happy to hear that he's okay. I think Hunt, unfortunately, with the way that the league works, and because Hunt is not. Tom Wilson and he's not um, Crosby and he's not, you know, the many other guys that casually get away with things that they should not. Wasn't it you that tweeted the thing about like, okay, so Crosby literally throws the guy across the ice, but it's true. <laughs> said, like what the hell is going on? I said literally murdered and someone decided to that write back and say, um, and say, you're not using the word literally correctly. And I said, I think that I was like, kind of like, that's kind of the point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's possible that they're preparing for that or that they obviously know something maybe that we don't. But I just think that the NHL is the most 
inconsistent league with punishing players. And I don't necessarily think that it's, there's rules, right? A lot of people talk about the Tom Wilson thing. They talk about Panarin getting fined and like, and they're like, you are just mad because, you know, he got fined the same as it's not, it's not about, it's really not about Tom Wilson at all. You know, it's not about him. It's about the rules, right? So him bashing a guy's head in the ground should not warrant the same amount of money as what Panarin did. So yes, it's not Tom Wilson's fault that he got, you know, a $5,000 and I don't right. think he got in trouble for Panarin. I think he got in trouble when he hit booch, but regardless i just think it's more of a an overhaul of the punishments itself that needs to be figured out because there's no consistency like yeah, crosby really got crosby killed that whoever that was the other day and nothing was said nothing was done nothing was anything and then you got a guy like dryden hunt who you know hit a guy whatever you want to give him a two minute but then you throw him you you watch the replay you still there, throw him out of the game you discuss it you look at it. That's the thing that blows my mind. Always, they take all this time, and then they still make the wrong call. I thought for sure they were going to downgrade it to two minutes from five. And they went the complete know. opposite way and threw Those him out of the game. Last night were not um, my were not my puppeteers. So. He already did his damage scoring another goal last night, so it's fine. yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, before I let you go, prediction. Okay. How many goals does Chris Kreider end the season with? I have over plus thirty plus goals for for you know I think I think that's I even, hope so at this at this point that's I hope playing it safe I think that's playing it safe. Crider's known to be streaky, but not this streak. Not this, this long. This is define the Criderian logic. It's usually yeah. like six games on, eight games off, five right? games yeah. on, twelve games off. This doesn't really seem streaky to me. This just seems like a guy who got a contract, has a line that he likes, knows that this is his team, and is just turning it on game in and game out and finally for the love of all things good in hockey we have a consistent and coherent power play which our power play was okay the last few years was good but like there was a time when it was just atrocious so i think he's just that guy right now but i would say i'll go i'll go with 39 goals 39 bill mark it down We'll just we'll just put the prediction out there, and if he ends up with fifty, I'll be the happiest person, you know. Jeez, I, I wanted to break forty. Finally, that's what I'm up. I, and at this point, it'd kind of be disappointing if he didn't. But whatever, okay, I, I love agree, him. I agree. I would die for him. I I couldn't agree more. I think that he's a guy that's just he's exactly what you want and hope for when you give a guy a contract, and he's a little bit older, and you put that trust in him. And he's exact turning out to be exactly, you know, what they need. So yes. agreed. Well, the, give the, him the C, give him the C. I, I agree. <laughs> the, the last time you were here, we asked you a question about fast food. Do you remember? I think I said something about Chick-fil-A. I think you might've, Bill, did we look it up? I don't think we looked it up. We did. It was Chick-fil-A. It was Chick-fil-A. Oh, Bill, you're a great producer. Uh, someone's got it. <laughs> Okay. Well, we have we have a different question that we tried to come up with on the fly today. Um, so okay. here it is. You ready? Yes. Final question. Uh, you could only choose one type of alcoholic beverage the rest of your life. What would it be? Oh gosh. If, does like can we not like count like unhealthiness or calories or any of that? Can we just are we going? It's like, all out the window. Off? Straight okay. up your preference. Okay, then we're going with a frozen strawberry margarita. So that means every time you went out drinking, no matter what time of day, no matter what time of year, it would be a strawberry margarita. Frozen. A frozen. 
frozen strawberries in the dead of January. Yeah, I'm not a tequila fan and I'm not a margarita fan until it's frozen and then I'll drink it forever. So that's my answer. My final answer, lock it in. Lock it in, Bill, because we're going to ask other people, obviously. (laughs) That one will be hard to forget, though, because it it surprised me a little. (laughs) But listen, teach their own. And uh, uh, Lean, thank God for you today. Otherwise, it would have been me by myself trying to talk to Billy, who's an Islander fan. So uh, we appreciate you joining uh, us because there's two of us. And uh, you're welcome back anytime when there's more people uh, than just me. But um, let's go Rangers and I'll see you out there in the Twitterverse. Absolutely. I'll see you out there. Excited for a weekend full of Rangers hockey. And thanks so much for having me. Whenever um, you know you need me back on, I'll be here. So. Anytime. And enjoy the final sprint to Christmas break. Hope uh, it goes by smoothly. Yeah, you too. Bye, guys. Have a good night. Good night. Billy, dare I say it? What a show. What a show. Uh, he knows her stuff. Two two thoughts. Uh, Alexander Please. Judas Arison in the chat decided to say, uh, when you asked, I think it's when you asked, what was it? Uh, oh, the newcomer making the biggest difference. He said, quote, Hunt is the straw that stirs the drink. Proved it when he okay. was out last night. And then I had a, and then I had a thought as as a not a serious hockey fan. There seems to almost, okay. and seriously, with, with with the officiating, there almost seems to be like two leagues, uh, not two leagues, but like there's two sets of rules. There's like like you said, there's the Sidney Crosby's, there's your your veterans that have been there forever that like they could go up and deck someone in the face and they're like, oh, I can't believe that happened. Uh, just just go walk away for ten minutes, or not even ten minutes. Just just go on the other side of the rink. And then it seems like all the new kids, they're enforcing, like, they're throwing the book at anyone who's new. And it kind of seems like they're maybe going in that direction where, I don't know if that's a bad direction, but, like, if you're going to start throwing no, it the is. book. But, no, but if you're going to start throwing the book, you got to throw it at everyone. You can't, you know, you can't pick and choose who the book gets thrown at. I think people just want everything to apply consistently, whether right. you're a superstar right. or you're a role player. Like there can't be two sets of, but this is the same thing in society. Oh yeah. Double standards. It's not just something that's a hockey thing. It's everywhere. Uh, so it's frustrating, but uh, you know, when it, when it affects your team and, and not someone else's, it, it pisses people off. So I'm, I'm right there with you. There shouldn't be two sets of rules and you know, just all we're asking for is consistency across the board. If the fans could look at a situation and say like, Oh, this is an appropriate punishment but the player safety department can't, then something's wrong and it needs to be overhauled. Sorry. Um, Judas has another question. Judas, does he, is you calling him Judas or is he calling himself Judas? No, I'm calling him Judas because he didn't join us. Fucking and, Judas. And because Judas. It, it worked with Alexander Judas, Arison, because, you know, AJ. Oh, oh, AJ. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Come I didn't on. even pick that up. Uh, Very good. What did he say? Ask him if Quinn made a mistake pinning Gautier to the bench or if Gautier is the player he is now because Quinn treated him that way. I think it's a good debate. Oh, uh, I don't think there's like a lesson to be learned. Julian Gauthier has scored at every level he's played in his entire life. Um, as Pee Wee's juniors, he was a scorer. Um, and when you pin a guy, in my opinion, when you pin a guy to the bench, you're not teaching him a lesson. You're taking away opportunities for him to start to thrive and putting him in, in taking him out of situations where, you know, he, he's not going to get any better off the ice uh, if he's on the bench. So if you're just looking for a debate, Judas, um, I would be on the side of he's getting the opportunities now and he's showing the player that he that he always was. Because even when he wasn't um, glued to the bench playing for Quinn, he showed he wasn't lighting the light 
the way we thought he would, but he was showing shades of what he is now as far as his power, his speed, and his skill. So I don't think it helped. I think it hurt to have him on the bench when Quinn was the coach. Uh, that would be my side of the debate. And I love how you could be in the waiting room and 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 chat, but you can't just pop your phone on because your house might be noisy. Uh, you prick. Anyway, uh, we're not we're, we're obviously not going to play trivia tonight. Um, uh, I don't know if you, you want to give me your who am I question, Bill. I have. I do see have if I can Cob- answer it. I do have Cobb and Bino's trivia, but I'll give you my who am I. Do you want the music? I didn't queue up the right music because we you've, you've surprised that on me. No, who am I? <laughs> There's your music. Weighing in at 91 kilograms and coming at 188 centimeters, this left-shooting defender played 22 seasons in the NHL, four for the Rangers, won his sixth Stanley Cup in the 93-94 season alongside five other players he previously won the Cup with, and he coached one season. His coaching record for 82 games is 32 wins, 26 losses, 16 ties, and eight overtime losses. Who am I? Did you say he was a defenseman? He was a defenseman. Is it Kevin Lowe? Damn it. So it is. It is, yeah. That was it is good. Kevin Lowe. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah, I was – a lot of – what you probably don't know, Bill, is there's a lot of Oilers that played for that 93-94 team. Uh, that's uh, why I – yeah. He was, one, he was one of them. He actually just uh, – I think he just became a Hall of Famer, actually. And that was my hint was he, he was – He just got voted to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that was my hint was that he got inducted to the Hall of Fame in 2020. Right. Right. Yeah, good for him. Kevin Lowe. Was one of the other um, – Oh, I think oh was, no, the Oilers just retired his number, too, I think. Did they? Yeah, I... Recent, I recently. I don't want to say Bino's question, but it, I, it was one of the Rangers and Bino's question um, that I, you know, clicked on him, you know, and then... Oh, and it sent you down the rabbit hole? It sent me down the rabbit hole. And I think it was seven players from the Oilers that went to the... Was it six or seven? It was seven because It was of, a bunch. Uh, it, Gretzky was one of them. That would be a good trivia question. Name all the ex-Oilers that won a cup in 94 with the Rangers. <laughs> Maybe we save that for next week. Yeah. Um... Yeah, sit on Cobb's question and Bino's question. I'll keep mine from today. We'll roll it over if they ever show up again. Um, a couple things I just want to put out there before we uh, we adjourn the Ranger Things podcast brought to you by Johnny C's Tees. Um, the Rangers play two this weekend. They play tomorrow at home against the Sharks. Um, the Sharks will be on a back-to-back because they're playing the Islanders uh, right now. The Islanders are back from a COVID protocol at CDC Arena. Um, and then on Saturday, they play the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, so hopefully... Uh, when we come back next week, we're talking about the good times, keeping on rolling, and the Rangers keep winning. Uh, that's the hope. Uh, I am expecting to see Georgiev get one of these games in a back-to-back this weekend, either either tomorrow or Saturday. So we'll see how he uh, steps up. If he wants to be a little sourpuss and not support his dudes, uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna get, I would get on him if I was in the building. Uh, you know, it's put up or shut up. If you're not gonna play all the time, when you do play, you better perform. Uh, show us why you should be playing. Uh, in your mind. So if you do get a start this weekend, Georgie, step your fucking game up because we'll be watching. Um, something not Ranger related. Uh, they announced some of the stadium series jerseys. I don't know if the Predators are playing the Lightning. I haven't really looked into it, but they released their jerseys. The um, the Nashville jerseys are just, they're god awful. Smashville. They say, first of all, Smashville's corny. Um, second of all, what... I don't know who designed this. AJ said he liked them. Uh, Alex said he liked them. But, oof, they are rough looking. They are up there with some of the worst I've ever seen, in my opinion. Uh, The Lightning isn't that much better. Uh, It seems like a lot of people... I'm getting a phone call. Not picking that up. 
I thought uh, it I seems like a lot of people go for the Ranger diagonal writing, like they want to be us. The Penguins are doing the same thing with like Pittsburgh diagonal on the jersey. You can't be the Rangers. That's their thing. This one's not as bad. I, you can't see it. It's not as bad as the um I thought the, the Smashville nice. jerseys, but jeez. Well, I thought the Lightning's was nice because you know the bolts. You, everyone's leaning into that, and then well, I mean, you could always give the Lightning like a Lightning bolt is traditionally like an angled logo, so. Like you, you, you could give him that one, but no, the uh, Nashville's is it. It honestly looks like a rugby jersey that someone was like, "Oh shit, we need to we need to play hockey now." <laughs> it's right. I think it would have been cool if they like, they have this little guitar pick logo on there, and I think it's their I shoulder logo. If they would have just put that large instead of writing Smashville, oh, that would have been cool. Oof, it's rough. It's yeah, rough we, looking we, to me. And the, uh, the the, the Bolts one is like, meh. And uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins trying to wear you know these diagonal jerseys. Uh, that says, oh, like, stop. You, you'll never be as classy as the Rangers sweater. Enough. I'm sick of it. Stop trying. Um, so, I mean, Bill, look, we made it through. Obviously, having Natalina on tonight, we thank her for that. H- helped a great deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, again, we always appreciate her stopping by. She knows her stuff. Um, and we appreciate her coming on, giving her takes on things. Uh, always great to hear mm-hmm. from Natalina. And we wish her luck with the rest of the school year as well again. Because, uh, you know, we're all in the same boat, these teachers. We're almost there. Um, it's a grind. Don't let anybody tell you it's not. Um, my last words, we don't need to hear from Gordon Ramsay. I would just like to say happy six months to my daughter born six months ago today. It has been quite the ride and, uh, I'm sure it just gets more interesting from here. Um, couldn't do it without my wife. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, you are the captain of the ship and, uh, that's a funny ship to be on. I'll tell you that. But uh, a lot of good things happening. Holiday season's here, Bill. As you can oh. see, we got the Christmas swag going on in the background. Uh, the Rangers are winning games. Uh, the weather is turning cold. And um, Except for today. Life's not so bad. Yeah, today was like a little weird 60-degree pop, but I think we're getting back to the coldness tomorrow. Um, but yeah, Bill, thanks. Uh, we did it. We got we through it, it together. Uh, nice little 45-minute pod. This is the way it should be, really. Nice and cool. Um, so, some, sometimes we drag. You there? Did you leave me, Bill? Oh, no, I purposely did that just to... <laughs> oh, <laughs> just to, just, okay. Just to give you well, <laughs> uh, this has been the Ranger Things Have Happened podcast. Thank you to Johnny C and Johnny C's T's, uh, as always, for their support. Thank you to Natalina. Um, if you don't follow her on Twitter, you should be. Um, and thank you to you, Bill, for being here tonight to uh, help me get... a. Uh, Get through these 45 minutes unscathed. Anytime. Maybe maybe I'll start watching more hockey games, too, so I can always talk. You should do that, and you should get a webcam. I you know, Christmas. Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. So is Han- Hanukkah. It's here. Isn't it here? Happy Hanukkah, Bill. I literally saw Happy a guy Hanukkah. on the belt driving with a... It was lit up, a menorah on the roof of their car. Nice. So you know, so it's here. Hanukkah's here. Yeah, I, I assume it's here. Then. I think we're like right in the middle of it or toward the tail end of it. But happy Hanukkah to our Jewish viewers. And uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully with a more expansive panel and uh, hopefully another guest. It's always nice to have guests come on and give their take. And uh, this has been the Ranger Things Have Happened podcast. Let's go Rangers. Let's win two this weekend. Keep the good times rolling. This is Igor City. We're just living in it, including you, Georgiev.